0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to whole things financial money, investing and much, much more. Last week was a week where we put together some kind of market runs. After a brutal month of March has caused the year to become seriously in doubt of what's going to happen with earnings and how will the market reflect it, then we're having a what's going to happen with the president and how will the market reflect it. It's going to be a volatile year. Um, and it came out of nowhere, the COVID-19 dead. At the start of the year, we were still kind of, well, we kind of got through that phase one trial of the uh, of the China... U.S. trade talks, phase one. We want it all all done. Why are we doing it in phases? Is it to make it more electable? uh, The economy hitting a booming period at the right exact time. Oh wait, what? COVID? That's not a big deal. So we went from boom in stock market, boom in economy to kind of a self-induced coma. That makes me sound like I'm not for it. I'm for it. I don't know. I trust doctors. I get flu shots. I'm. That guy, when I go to the doctor and he says, stick out your tongue and say, ah, oh, I figure he knows what he's doing. Because when I ask you to stick out your tongue and say, ah, oh, I'm like, ah, oh, kind of looks like a tonsil back there. I don't know. Yeah, you got tonsils. You're like, that's not exactly medical science. So anyway, and anyhow, markets are higher. It's kind of nice to see. Will we close out the month of March strong off of $2 trillion stimulus plan by the United States government? Will that be enough? Nancy Pelosi is starting to say, well, it won't be enough. We're going to be back here in two months, and we're going to have to do another round of something. Maybe we'll have a better idea of where we should be sending it instead of just loading up $2 trillion into a bazooka and firing. Maybe in two months we'll have a better idea of it's the restaurants, if it's the mom-and-pops, if it's the... Coastal communities versus the farming communities. I don't know. But our government will spend our way out of the situation. We're not going to zero. I will change my opinion on zero when someone turns. And when I'm talking turns, you know what I'm talking about. When it turns from like a flu that's killing people to a flu that's turning them into the undead army. We've been through worse. We've been through more deaths, and I know that's a horrible thing to say. Uh, We have not been through this kind of strain on our hospital system. In the end, something tells me this is going to make our hospital system even that much more profitable. Yes, I think this will be a wake-up call to hospitals to have more equipment. Yes, I think it'll be a wake-up call, but something tells me they're going to figure out a way to make money on it. Maybe not in this round a lot like the insurance industry, and there's something called reinsurance. and one of the people who's really famous for it is Warren Buffett, where you can go out and get insurance on your home in New Orleans, but they're going to say, we're not going to cover a hurricane. We're not going to cover flooding due to the fact that you're beneath sea level living here, fool, which I still don't understand why people build at that height, but that's what it is. Oh, by the way, the top movie on Netflix this weekend, one of the top five, and I don't know how long they've been doing this, but I just saw it for the first time. It was the apocalyptic thriller 2012 that came out in 2009, and you just saw the the cast, and the cast was just the best part. Again, it's tied towards the Mayan prophecies, and Earth's crust is shifting. There's some sort of solar flare but you could see, like, they, they must have gone to The Rock, and he said no. They must have gone to John Cena, and he said no. They must have gone to Stallone, and he said no. The person they ended up getting, Jason Statham, no. No, it was John Cusack. He's the the hero. And it's like, that's not a good sign. It was a pretty bad movie. But again, we like Disasters in Time of Disasters, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The economic data is going to be rough for the next six weeks. It's going to be rough longer than that. You're going to see CEOs say COVID was a problem even when COVID wasn't a problem. Now is the time for any dirty secrets to come out because you can blame COVID. So I think that the short-term job numbers that we're going to see in the next three months are being bad. I think the next six months minimum, we're going to see sharp revisions to earnings expectations. Then we're going to see another round of stimulus where people start to say, we're spending too much money on this. I don't know when we're going to hit our bell curve and it's going to flatten. Um, People that I'm seeing seem to be taking it seriously, but you turn on the news and there's that one Yahoo who's like, hey, I'm going to put my tongue on a toilet so I can get some internet hits. Next thing you know, he's got COVID. Do you kind of cheer a little bit, just a little bit, when someone does something stupid like that? To show you that COVID's not dangerous, I'm going to lick this bottom of an airplane seat. Oh, why do people do this? Pending home sales trended higher before the virus outbreak. But see, that's the problem. In that headline alone, pending home sales trended higher before the outbreak. 2020 is going to get out in this year of pre-COVID, post-COVID. And one analyst is out there saying, "Hey, one of our favorite stocks in all this is going to be a company called Google, because we know that when people feel safe to come back in the water, they're not going to go after a company. Let's you know what would be a really like a Cody. They're going to say, well, well, maybe they'll go after Cody.' You know, makeup companies. Let's do, maybe they'll maybe uh, 'Maybe I'm going to go after David Busters.' Company's that gone after. Uh, they're not going to go after David Busters." They're not going to go after the company that got destroyed because of the COVID virus. They're going to go after the company that, not the ones that they never heard of, but the ones that they always wanted. And this is your buying opportunity for some of those names. And again, consult a broker, advisor, for taking any action on any names ever mentioned. The market's not going to call you and say, we're at an absolute bottom. It's a process. Uh, When we were falling, free falling, there was a day where it was the second worst day ever. And we had to say, well, that was the second worst day ever. There was another one, but we were probably weren't born to when that happened, so probably the worst day ever in your lifetime. Points-wise, percentage-wise, we're playing with a lot of terms here. Um, how do you put it at on them? You, you kind of get one of those days. Then you get an analyst who says things like, well, I'm lowering my price target to zero on Tesla. You're like, that's a bit aggressive. Then you get an analyst who says something like, you know, if we don't do something now, it's gonna, you know, cause the markets never, ever to come back. And you're like, well, okay, COVID's bad, no doubt about it. But is it World War Two? We came back from that. Is it Nagasaki? Hiroshima, we came back from that. Is it Kennedy getting assassinated? When Kennedy got assassinated, it was kind of a big thing. World's an unstable place, and I think it's probably best that we know that going forward. California's had a big dose of it. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, my kid's grandparents' house is burned down. Uh, then they get, you know, an earthquake. Then they get, you know, COVID. It's a volatile place. Get used to it and invest for the long term, not for the short term. And if there's a day when the market's down 10% the day after you bought, well, guess what? It's still down 10%. And now you can average into what you just bought you don't have enough money for that, well, then maybe you shouldn't be playing with stocks. Maybe you should just be doing indexes and and whistling past the graveyards when, they, when it happens. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, more. You can find me online at Rob Black's show, Twitter, Rob Black show, YouTube, Rob Black show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money invested in more. We may be having one of those days where nothing big happens to you. Markets are moving higher, not wildly. You're like, I want to get back all my money by the end of the quarter that I lost with the markets at all-time highs. Look, I'm fine where we are, all things considered. It, it stinks that it happened so fast didn't feel good during the process, but I think it leaves us in a better position. Um, we may have a stock today that is finally one of those companies um, that we could say this is a good thing. I, I know you're saying get to the point, Black, get to the point. Macy's, it's a $5 stock. It's a company that has not. Uh, been doing terribly well. In recent years, because of Amazon, because of the shift away from malls and the shift towards having stuff delivered, um, Macy's is a stock you probably know, a retailer you've probably been in. Their stock is down slightly today, but there's a big story about them. And anytime you have a stock market correction, when do you get to the bottom? When does the bear market say enough is enough? We're fatigued of selling. You know, I want to protect my gains. Oh, they're gone. I want to protect my initial initial investment. Oh, it's gone. It's down 20%. I want to just screw it. I'll just write it out. You get fatigued. Like, there's different things that kind of lead to a market bottom. One of them is a big analyst headline. Uh, stock market goes to zero. Something insane. Uh Your neighbor, you know, who shows you the cover of Newsweek or Time magazine that says stocks are dead, capitalism is over, COVID kills the markets. Like you're looking for that kind of drama. Um, One of the things you're not looking for that I am is a company failing. Macy's is a publicly traded company. And my personal opinion is they may not make this. It's one of the America's largest fashion retailers and department stores. They operate 870 stores across 45 states. You can't go in them. And you haven't been able to go in them for the last two weeks now. President Trump says, shelter in place for another four weeks all through April, which according to the experts seems like a good idea, but you can't go into a Macy's for another four weeks. And Last week, we did a story about a company called Cheesecake Factory and how we love the portions of Cheesecake Factory and how at one point in time it was a great investment. When there was 20 Cheesecake Factories and people would go, oh, have you heard about Cheesecake Factory? You go in there and you get these huge portions. It's awesome. And then there's 40 and there's 80 and there's 200. And then there's 4,000 Cheesecake Factories. Well, Cheesecake Factory said last week, we're not going to be paying our mall owners because people we can't sell food. We can't do this. So... That was kind of a sign If if they can't do it in malls or people can't go to malls, Macy's can't do it. It's pretty interesting because like right now trying to get something delivered to you, it's kind of a tic tac It's kind of a game. But there's an analyst out there today basically saying, you know, Macy's is going to be a casualty. It looks like um, they're furloughing most of the remaining workforce this week to keep absolute minimum workforce needed to maintain basic operations. Basic operations. Now, again, this isn't Christmas. It's not uh, Black Friday. It's it, This is, in theory, maybe a, the best time possible for this to happen to an, uh, Macy's. They're also saying at least through May, employees enrolled in health benefits will keep getting coverage. Whoa. So they're not kidding around here. They're, they're going to try to give coverage f- through the month of May. They're not saying much after that, are they? For lead employees will be brought back in staggered fashion when business returns. While e-commerce is open, most businesses has been lost at stores for companies like Macy's. I want nothing to do with a company that may fail. Of course, what will probably happen, private equity, some trillionaire, some billionaire. We'll sit around and go, I'm bored. Buy me something. And his managers will look around and they'll go, hey, we can buy you Macy's. And what we'll do is we see that they're in 400 stores. We'll fire half the staff and we'll cut them down to you know 200 stores. And we'll bring them back public and we'll get a 40% return on your money for a little under two years. Let's do that. And that's where Wall Street kind of gets kind of bitter and kind of mean. When you see a company implode. Makes these, are they the poster child? Maybe. Is Boeing, I, I would say Boeing could be made the poster child. Um, going from $400 a share to $100 a share to $180 a share to $140 a share to $120 a share. Boeing? Like, isn't that supposed to be a, a strong company? Johnson Johnson's moving higher today on a story that they've got a vaccine candidate for COVID 19. Uh, they've got a development arm. Apple's got a research and development arm. Apple's coming up with virtual reality cameras and augmented reality cameras. And Johnson Johnson's coming up with new drugs. Not exactly supposed to make money until, well, boom, they are supposed to make money with these developments. So Johnson Johnson is pushing shares higher today. Johnson & is the largest healthcare company in the world. It's got financial wherewithal to scale manufacturing capabilities on a global basis. So if a, sm- a small biotech company were to come up with a cure for AIDS or the cure for cancer or the cure for baldness or the cure for COVID, a biotech company can't do anything with that. They have to go to a manufacturing partner like a GlaxoSmithKline, Bristol-Myers Squibb, a Lilly, uh, a Pfizer, a Merck. They have to go to someone like a Johnson & Johnson and say, can you make this for us? So Johnson Johnson, the first one out there. There's also companies like Gilead with rims, Um As far as treating this, uh symptoms, it's got a little bit more widespread labeling over the weekend. People are excited by that. Moderna, still in the news. Be very cautious chasing the cures for cancer because I've been chasing them as an investor for 20 years and I still haven't found it. Chasing the cure for corona, it may be very similar. Be careful. That's all I'm saying. I know it's not the same. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at (laughs) newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. I'm not pleased. I'm content or something along those lines that the United States government did the right thing and spent $2 trillion it is a question of, do you try to save jobs or do you try to save lives? I know there's a math component to it. I've got a brother who was a, you know, an injury attorney, an ambulance chaser. It um, wasn't always not that noble, but he ended up being a judge, which is pretty cool. Um, by, you know, when you get a strained neck in a car accident to an insurance company, it's worth X amount of dollars and then they have to send an attorney to fight it. Or, you know, you can't say, well, my neck hurts. I want $100 billion. There's case precedence. And that's a lot of what we're going through right now of the math of a virus and the the effects. So when the United States government sends $2 trillion dollars, I think it is worth saving jobs. I I wish there wasn't so much pork in it. I could tell you that a $1,200 check isn't going to feel all that great after you've been not working for four to six weeks. If you're a maid, um, a waiter, a bartender, a cook, a masseuse, $1,200 isn't going to go that far. So we're there's going to be another round of stimulus. And, you know, we'll keep watching the dollar. In theory, the dollar should be weakening more than it is. And people can do radio shows and TV shows and talk about, well, you're breaking the bank and you're, you know, sacrificing our kids' future. It's not really sacrificing the future until you see that dollar get weaker and it just hasn't done it to pass stimulus. As if the phrase um, printing money will lead to inflation, maybe it doesn't as much as it used to but that's something we'll have to think about in the future and also there's a race to zero right A lot of countries are printing money. When we spend two trillion that isn't like we went into Ford Knox and said, hey give us two trillion. We're printing two trillion dollars. I'll take that in 50s 100s please. What do you get two trillion dollars with in cash? Anyway, the Dow transports down 1.2%, um, widening the loss of March to 19%. Transports, planes, trains, and automobiles. For me, the Dow transports is one of the very first things I look at when I start thinking about, eh, I wonder where the market's going to be in six months. I wonder, you know, is now a good time to get someone's new money into the stock market? You take a look at the transports, it kind of gives you some insights on the economy. And right now, it's telling us six months from now it is going to be brutal. American Airlines, down 13%. It hit its intraday low from last Tuesday. Today hit $12.16. Avis car rentals, down 12%. United Airlines, down 12%, sliding beneath its intraday low last week. JetBlue Airways, sliding towards the midpoint of its range on Tuesday, which was the rough, rough day before we started putting a turnaround in. So, with Trump saying that things are going to go through April, shelter in place kind of mentality, we kind of kind of expect him to go back and forth on that and maybe come up with an early curfew for some cities, maybe half-day work for other cities. I don't know how it's going to play out. But the airlines are telling us we're not going to be flying a lot, even if they get the, the bailouts. That's they're, it's still looking rough. They're getting hit today after being promised what essentially they're going to need to stay afloat. That's kind of interesting for me. I like it when um, stocks do a little of the counterintuitive things. But I'm digressing. Nike was upgraded to overweight from equal weight at Wells Fargo. Now Wells Fargo also upgraded it, uh, Ross Stores, TJ Maxx, Ulta. That's the uh, make up place <clears throat> and sketchers i bring up wells fargo not because we like wells fargo not because we know the analysts who are doing the upgrades but because part of the analyst community is seeing things have fallen to the point where they can start cherry picking some of their favorite names none of those names you know jump out to me as like oh i gotta have it i own nike so i'm good with that But you kind of see what I'm trying to get at is some analysts are starting to say, okay, we don't have to turtle up forever. BMO Capital Markets upgraded Alphabet to outperform. Alphabet being Google. Now, again, big tech company. Um, They think that the mega cap companies are going to be very popular when the stock rebound does take firm hold. So, think about that for Uno Momento, an analyst, BMO Capital Markets, has come out and said, we like Google. In large part, we can make some case out of them compared to Facebook and them compared to Amazon. Price to earnings, price to sales, you know, other initiatives, cash on the on the financial statement, we like Google, is what they're telling us. And <clears throat> I know a lot of people right now are looking for the COVID stock, but maybe the COVID stock opportunity is in some of your favorite names and not necessarily in a company that can do a defibrillator or a medical device or a company that can turn you know hockey masks into surgical masks. That company's out there, but it's not the way I play the game. Not saying that you're wrong for that. Here's one that I'm going to date. I don't own, and I'm glad I don't own, but I get it. Hilton and Marriott downgraded to Sector Perform from Outperform at RBC Capital Markets. Now I'm going to give RBC a little bit of a break here and say, I wonder what their upgrade downgrade is all about, because doesn't it feel weird that they wait for the stocks to get hit 50% and then downgrade it from an Outperform to uh, a Sector Perform? Now again, a Sector Perform is kind of interesting, saying if it's part of the hotel and leisure category. If that starts to see a rebound, then these guys will see a rebound. So now I tell you that there's four things that move a stock, typically the stock market, the sector, the company themselves, and then the visibility. Right now, there's no visibility on travel, so that's a bad one. The stock market is very volatile, so two out of the four make it tough for Hilton and Marriott. But the analyst at RBC Capital Market says, you know, we see them as a sector performance, so pay attention that way. It's not going to be their individual performance. It's not going to be the outlook. It's going to be, how does the sector do? I kind of agree with that statement. (laughs) They've been hit so bad, and the sector's out of favor. Do you want to own a hotel stock right now? No. Do you want to own a travel stock? No. You're, You're probably pretty adamant about it. It's kind of like, why would I want to own those? No one's going to be traveling. Well, at some point in time, the sector is going to rebound, is the thought. And it's people looking for ways to win. I get it. And I'm just showing you, like, even the language in an upgrade or a downgrade, where being downgraded to a sector perform tells you that they were wrong, but maybe they're right on the way of approaching this. They see lower growth and increased uncertainty. I got an email from Hilton. Are we not tired of every corporate email and how they're going to address COVID and how they're going to keep... employees safe, number one. I'm, I'm not knocking employee safety. I'm not. But I honestly feel like I could see who I have on my email spam list from all the emails I'm getting right now on COVID. Like, I didn't even know I was a member of a company called 1322. I'm like, I wonder what they do. I don't even know anymore. But they have a COVID plan. JP Morgan's out talking about Zoom, 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 Zoom video. Oh, talking about a company that was in the right place at the right time. That's one that I look back on and say, that should have been my COVID investment. Um, Daily average users up 378% year over year. Monthly average users up 186%. Um, I've been invited to hang out with friends on Zoom. I'm not that desperate yet, but I will be soon uh, neighbors are telling me things like, Oh yeah, we did a family reunion on zoom. I'm like, I really don't want to hear about it because someone had bad audio. Right. And that's another thing. What's up with a bad audio after 10 days of trying to audio? I know, I know that, uh, it's tough to get a good microphone on the fly right now, but I'm just surprised on how many CNN reporters still sound like they're reporting from the basement of the science building, and not necessarily with a 21st century computer or microphone. Um, I'm on Skype right now. Trust me, it's not that difficult to have good sounding audio if you have a decent computer and uh, you, uh, play with it a little bit and the lighting. <laughs> Uh, I like zombie shows, and there's a show after the zombie show on Sundays, The Walking Dead, The Talking Dead. And they're trying to do it basically, Skype everyone in, get four guests, talk about the ha-ha-ha best moments of the scene. And the audio is just so bad, which, again, you forgive someone once, but in media, how long are people going to stick with that? Eh, I think you're going to be a little bit more... Because you're willing to, but like Jimmy Kimmel, his audio was bad. He fixed it pretty fast. Do you see where I'm going? So by the way, I went to return something to Best Buy this weekend uh, because I bought it pre-COVID and wanted to return it post-COVID before the 30-day kind of issue hit. Uh, Ten employees were at the store, maybe. Most of them were outside in the parking lot throwing throwing bean bags, doing a corn, cornhole toss. Um, two customers, me and one other person very surreal, very, very surreal what's going on out there. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Now's a great time to talk with your certified financial planner or to learn about financial planning process at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Sometimes I do you guys a little bit wrong. My producer just brought this up. He's a younger man. He hasn't been investing his whole life. He hasn't been involved in financial stocks his whole life like I have. Sometimes I forget that I'm using terms that are kind of stupid. Um I just talked about an analyst who had an overweight on a stock. And that's different than a buy, sell or hold, right? Like how do you factor that? And the trick is is you probably shouldn't. The truth is I think less is more. Get $100,000 into index funds and then say, hey, now I can take a little bit more chance with this. It's almost as if the first time you go to Vegas, it's probably a good idea to stay on the slot machines for a little bit or to watch a table of blackjack. Pick a person and say, I'm him, and see how it plays out for you. But a lot of times we'd kind of rush into things, and I'm trying to prevent that a little bit. So, analyst community has these terms that don't mean a lot, and when I see someone go from overweight to market weight, it's tough to say what that firm is thinking, but let's put it this way. Let's say there's 10 sectors of the Standard & Poor's, retail, technology, healthcare, um, banks or financials, which include banks, brokers, insurance companies. Uh, utilities. They may say utilities should be five percent of the typical portfolio, and that's where it gets kind of that's messed up because the typical portfolio. What if you're twenty five years old? Should you have five percent utilities? What if you're seventy five years old? Should you have five percent utilities? It seems kind of arbitrary to say that's where your market weight is as far as the sector goes. So to go from overweight a sector to underweight a sector or overweight to market weight, you got to kind of know where they're starting at in the beginning. Um, I don't expect you to get your hand on research. Research is super expensive. If it's good, they don't give it away for free. If you have a brokerage account with TD Ameritrade, with Charles Schwab, with Fidelity or Vanguard, or even if you have one, like, for instance, um, I think my radio 401k is held at, I'm just going to guess Wells Fargo. If I were to go to wellsfargo.com and say, hey, I work for this company, here's my account number, here's my password, they may have some research on their website. I highly recommend you look at it. It doesn't hurt to see what an analyst report looks like. Um, Typically, they're three to seven pages. They give a bullet point, this is why we like the stock. Then they go into more detail. Then they maybe highlight some of the risk. They may show the financial statements on what they like in cash flow and their earnings projections. They'll give some data. It's pretty boring stuff. But if you have a brokerage account of any way, shape, or form, you probably have access to some free research. If that doesn't do it for you, go to the library when COVID's not blowing up and exploding. Um, I hear the weirdest stories. It's like, my mama likes movies. She likes those books on tape, and she gets them at, at the library. But the library is closed. I'm like, wow, the things that affect people. Um, And I'm wondering, like, does the divorce rate go up? Uh, Living under close quarters with your spouse after years of running off to work one or the other or one of them raising the kid or what have you, I wonder if the divorce rate's going to go up or if people are going to find out they love each other and make babies. Um, It's going to be fun to see how this all, all plays in the future. Roy when Facebook started getting kind of a, a good online digital platform 10 years ago, the number of divorce cases in the United States citing Facebook was increasing to over 50% year over year. Um, and that's just, to me, I don't know, this, this whole coronavirus keeping people in, it will be interesting to see how stir-crazy the effects of it on people are. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Slightly positive news out this morning on the COVID virus. The Numbers are still rising. There's still a bigger, you know, outlook of worse things to come for mid-sized, not mid-sized markets, but after. And again, I'm sorry, Seattle, but after San Francisco and New York, we're now starting to go. What's the next big one? Detroit's getting a big. Florida's getting a big. <coughs> Florida was like, come on down for. Uh, spring break, we're open for business. And then, like one day later, like get the hell out of our state. We don't want you here. Um, I'm fascinated. I, I can't wait to see some of the stuff of like uh, Florida is trying to stop Louisiana from coming to their state. But are they trying to stop the 101 traffic that goes? It's they call, have, on the east coast. There's something called 95, which goes up and down from Maine to Florida. And uh, Florida's trying to say, don't come, don't come. The warmth doesn't kill the virus, really. Trust us, don't come. I find uh, watching the states try to isolate, it's almost funny um, how tough it is to pull it off in the United States. But in China, they could pull it off because they use the military to pull it off. In the United States, we're not ready for that yet. General Motors races to build emergency ventilators. That was a messy story last week, was it not? And I, I don't know. Trump says, hey, you guys got factories. You guys should be making masks. You guys should be making shields. And they're like, hey, we got to retrofit some equipment. Here's the cost. And everyone starts pointing fingers at each other. Um, and again, I, I think it depends on which news outlet you watch. I had a neighbor that basically hates GM. And I had a neighbor that basically was like, can't believe the president was you know, screwing with us because it's our lives and he should pay whatever he has to pay. Trust the company. Um, and it's almost as if on the right, they listen to Fox Business. On the left, they listen to MSNBC. And I'm somewhere in the middle of the neighbors, right? Cute, right? And did I finally figure out a way to talk politics without saying anything that pisses everyone off? Maybe. Um, markets are up. SP 500 up 1.4%. Dow up 1%. The NASDAQ is up 2%. What's interesting to note about this is three weeks ago, the volatility was crazy. And it was it was, it was Gale Force wins one way or Gale Force wins the other way. And last week, we've kind of started putting together some fighting, I would almost want to refer to it. Uh, we might go down, but we fight our way back up. We might start up, but then we you know find a way to punch, punch our way out of the fight. Um, sideways is not down. And it's not going to be sideways to the point. It's not going to be zero up and down, zero, zero, zero. It's not going to be easy to see, but it's putting in good work of things aren't getting worse. Then again, we're still waiting for, are things really getting better? You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.